Greetings, fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension. This is the Grey Show in the Galaxy. Doctor Who is back! Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> how you doing, Emma? Not so bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. So then, uh, the pilot. So, where would you like to start? Well, I mean, gosh, what an unusual episode. Hmm. I, I feel really, I, I'm, I remember sort of when the credits roll in and sort of kind of not knowing what to think, actually, about this one. Um, right. Because nothing happened for the first half hour. Not really. But, yeah, but in a way, that's it's kind of all right, though. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because I, I was sitting there thinking it's kind of all right, mm-hmm. but I was just very sort of struck by... The, the the pacing and how they decided to to do this story mm. um you know it's it I, I think it must be a sign of a show that's very confident in itself that it would just say we're just gonna have half hour of bill like so, starting this this story because mm. it's like um it's five minutes before you even get to the title sequence mm. i couldn't help but notice that when i was um watching it back on the iplayer yeah, I mean that was it. I mean, you just um, just when it was sort of going, and you've got all the stuff with sort of Bill going to the doctor's classes and mm-hmm. doing really well, and just sort of doing kind of young person things, if you like, yeah. going out and all this sort of thing. And yeah, to say just glancing at the time and going, "Wow, we haven't really done anything yet apart yeah. from meet Bill," and you know that's fine. But I just mm-hmm. thought that's so. That's such an interesting tack to take, especially mm. when every other piece of, you know, we've had now 10 examples of an opening episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it just stands out for the, you know, the, I, I think it might be a sign of confidence or just a different approach. Yeah. Because if anything, I think that there's been, there was still criticism about this, that it was too complicated. It was too hard to follow. And I did still see some people complaining about it's too hard to follow. And I'm sorry, if you found this too hard to follow, I can't help you. No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, this this episode's like so laid back in its first like half. It's almost horizontal. Mm. Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, I, I liked it, though. I quite liked how it wasn't sort of like hit the ground running. Like, so this is sort of like... Uh, so I guess I don't want to say a soft reboot because that's not quite accurate, but it it seems like it's like just trying to like gently bring people like new new viewers into the show, but at the same time it is packed the rafters with references. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean it's but it's not the sort of references that would that sort of make you go and pull up if you're not mm. very familiar with what's happening. It's great for, it's kind of references done right almost. It's the people who get it, get it. But if mm-hmm. you don't know about the, the things that, that are here, mm-hmm. it's not going to bother you. Yeah. Like obviously we've got the things like the cup of Sonics and we've got the picture <laughs> of, um, we've got the pictures of Susan and river and things mm-hmm. like that. And, but I mean, there's kind of subtle things like there's a raven in his room and things like that. The the one thing that stood out to me was the out of order sign on the yeah. tiles because that's that's from the War Machines. I was just like, yeah. "Holy shit! <laughs> wow!" Well, I mean, well, I mean, we all know about the 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 one that really made me go wow in terms mm. of references. Yeah, when we go and see the Daleks, it's our dear old Mavellans over there. Yeah. <laughs> Looking a bit more sort of animated than they did in Destiny of the Darks, of course, but you know, yeah, hey. rather than just sort of standing around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but just I mean, 
Like it's, I mean, the pacing was so was so not strange to me, but mm. it just wasn't what I expected at yeah. all. It's it's like the anti. Um, oh gosh, what's the first eleventh Doctor? Eleventh hour, please. Yeah, it's the anti eleventh hour. Eleventh mm-hmm. hour is just like ah for fifty minutes essentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, this is like it. It's like not even the same show. Mm. Like I say, it's it's like a nice change of pace, though, because we're so used to this sort of, like, here's the new companion, here's the monster of the week that they've got to face down. and mm-hmm. But just to sort of, like, sort of, like, coast into it, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the second half's pretty, sort of, like, manic, you know, as it should be. But, yeah, I honestly didn't, like, have a problem with it. It was just sort of, like, huh. No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, it, 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 you kind of feel like we're watching the bits that they cut out of all the other episodes, if you see what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that they've sort of edited in, edited out the exciting bits, not the exciting bits, but and then left in the bits that the Doctor does ed- like during his day job, essentially, mm. that we now learn that the Doctor has had a, a job for the best part of a century. Yeah. Uh, a, bumming around at this uh, university um, <laughs> while ostensibly keep an eye on our big MacGuffin of the series, I presume. Mm. The Vault. Yes. Um, so, I honestly don't know what to make of that. I mean, the the standout is obviously it's got Galfrain writing on it. Okay, so you've got you've, you've probably gone to the same place I have then. Mm-hmm. Masters in it. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's the most likely solution. See, I, I kind of want to say... But what if it isn't? But then again, I can't help but think back to Series 8, when yeah. we were introduced to Missy, and well, obviously, when it's, oh, obviously it's the Master. But then it's sort of like, I don't know, it always seems like it's too obvious, because this is yeah, Marfat we're talking about. So, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of expect the swerve, and then when it sort of like turns out to not be a swerve whatsoever, and it's exactly what you think, you sort of go, uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Um. Well, I mean, I, again, it's sort of it's sort of belied by this incredibly laid back first mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I sort of struggled to. I mean, a lot of people were were making comparisons to Rose. I mean, obviously, it, it's kind of easy to do that because mm-hmm. you you've got a, a chip serving yeah London bird <laughs> who bumps into the Doctor and is kind of taken taken off with him in an adventure. But I mean, it kind of. I wonder if there was a temptation to call this episode Bill. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a very 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 early uh, working title. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I, mean, I don't think I can ever remember just this sort of solid half hour dedicated to this person. Yeah, I mean, not even Rose did that. No, and it's about her. Yeah. So I guess that we, you know, it being is that's what this episode is. I guess we should talk about Bill a little bit. So, mm-hmm. what did you make of her generally? I really like her. I do too. I do. Because what I quite like about it is, is she's so sort of clued into sci-fi that yeah. it's like nothing really... She's never really completely like blown away by anything. I mean, it takes her a few girls to realise that the TARDIS is a time and space machine and it's bigger on the inside. Which oh, that was such a great moment. I love the bit when Leonardo <laughs> went, hey, we got there, and he shaved the Doctor's hand. And the Doctor yeah. sort of makes his face like, finally. Yeah, I mean, because that was great. I mean, because I was watching this with my dad as well, and my dad is only sort of like, he does watch Doctor Who, but he's only kind of casual yeah. about it. So, But when you get that, it, that sort of reaction out of people... 
sort of in that demographic that's mm-hmm. nice as my dad laughed out loud at that bit and that was great <laughs> i also like the bits where um nardole explains the dimensional transcendentalism it's very sort of like robots of death but i, yeah, always I, was, waiting, bit... I was waiting for that silly <laughs> yeah but, but i like the bit where he says um and then you have to build it it's the second part that people get stuck on <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I was just kind of also struck by, I mean, this was something that came up that really annoyed me, actually, that mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go on a, a minor rant on, on with Bill's sexuality and the response that I saw online oh, with yeah. people going, oh, look, here's Bill. She's gay. Did you get it? She's gay, right? Gay. And mm-hmm. I was like, look, if this was a straight woman mm-hmm. and it was a dude who yeah. was in, the, you know, in Heather's role, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say anything about it. Nope. Because you're so used to straight relationships. This is how straight relationships are, are portrayed. Mm-hmm. So when it's a gay relationship mm-hmm. or, you know, something that's not the inverted commas normal thing you see on telly, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, they're shoving it down my throat. No, they're not. No. They're showing this relationship how straight relationships are, are portrayed. Mm-hmm. And you, I do, I wouldn't, you wouldn't say a dicky bird if that was a dude. Yeah. Because that's the, so that, yeah, that sort of reaction really chapped my ass when I mm. saw that online. I was like, look, that's it, it. That's why we need this this representation because yeah, those relationships deserve to be portrayed in the same way as straight relationships and heteronormative relationships. Exactly. So yeah, it, I, for me, it wasn't like. I couldn't. I just wasn't on board with this criticism of people going like, "Oh, they're trying to keep going on about how she's gay." No, it's just that she was in this sort of crush relationship with Heather, mm-hmm. so it was shown like that because that's how relationships should be shown. Yeah, A to Z. That's it. Exactly. So yeah, that was just what got on my go- got my goat sort mm-hmm. of in the immediate aftermath of people complaining in that way, and I was like, "That's that's incredibly irritating." Mm-hmm. I, I also heard there's a bit of, of a hullabaloo about um, there's a bit of fat shaming when yes, Bill was I, telling, I, telling a story, trying to explain why she was uh, visiting the doctor's lectures. Which I did like the punchline to that though. When when she says, "Well, it doesn't really explain it, does it?" Though I was hoping it was going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the sort of unnecessary rambling story is mm-hmm. the is the Siva Moffat trademark above all things. Yeah, yeah. I mean it did sort of it did kind of come across a bit clunky. I didn't very much mm. like that part of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was quite a funny story up to sort of, you know, it kind of hit that roadblock of, I fatted her. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a bit like, oh, so what was the point of that? Apart from to just sort of tell a, Bill tell a weird story that went <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's like necessarily, but because it's still implied that Bill has a bit of a thing for her. Because you know, you know, it's when she's serving her some more chips, she gives her a wink, and she and the girl winks back. So you know, I think it, it was more like a, I think it was more of a tale of Bill sort of like flirting, but not realize how far she was going with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I think it was just a bit of a a trademark Moffat clunky mm-hmm. anecdote story type thing, which is sort of what his characters do quite a yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see why people were kind of like, oh. Okay. Especially with uh, mm-hmm. with Moffat's kind of previous for somewhat dubious writing of women and things like that. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, as well with Bill, I mean, I think it's um, I mean, it's quite an interesting kind of background that she's got. That yeah. I think there's, there's, I think there's probably a lot more to her story that I mean, we may or may not 
find out that mm. I'm not really sure about this person she's living with. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know we've had previous in the new series with uh, other characters who aren't exactly the best. Yeah. Oh my god, I hated this. Oh, I, I, I oh no, she's awful. Yeah. She's sort of like a distillation of like all those like worst aspects of the mother characters. Yeah, but I, I think she's some sort. Is she some sort of foster mum? Or... She's, she's a foster mum, yes. So she's yeah. not, obviously not Bill's biological mother, but still, yeah. God, I mean, I know she's only had like five minutes total, but every time she was on the screen, I was just like, oh, it would just be nice to have somebody who was decent for a change. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, because I mean, but unfortunately, with this, again, it's another sort of I don't know. It's kind of the the easy kind of soap opera trope, mm. if you will, that you have to have. A character in opposition yeah. to the Doctor, and the easiest way to do that is to have it be a member of their family, mm-hmm. which is logical, isn't it? If yeah. a member of your family was buggering off with this random old bloke <laughs> for hours and hours, you would be a bit like, uh, "What? Okay, you know." So, I mean, it's it's kind of like you see, you see what they're trying to do, but yeah. I mean, this one seems very strange, but it's just sort of strange in the context of Bill. I mean, like. How old is Bill? Why is she still living with this person? Yeah. I mean, I presume that she's of, you know, independent age. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless it's some sort of thing that she needs to live with her because of money and all this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, okay, fine. But I, I wonder what sort of explanation we're going to get about this relationship because it seems very odd because, yeah, I, I'm not really sure about this kind of idea of having a wicked stepmother when Bill's clearly in her 20s and could leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you it know might, what I mean? Yeah, I think it might be, a, if it's sort of like implied to be maybe it's a bit of a money thing. Because when she's working yeah. in the cafeteria, so she's probably not going to get paid much. And no. when she buys the doctor the rug for Christmas, she says, it's all right, it was cheap. Um, yeah. But obviously she seems to have like splashed out a bit on her foster mum because she buys a quite nice scarf. And then she yeah. gets fobbed off with like two £10 notes. And she goes, yeah. no, it's all right, this will cover it. Yeah, so it's a pretty, it's obviously some sort of very kind of, like I say, it's a sort of wicked stepmother kind of mm-hmm. aspect to it, which I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know if I, I mean, obviously, because I don't want to talk about too much about people's family situations as they're, you know, people are, are in these ways because, you know, things happen and mm. they don't want to judge too much. But yeah. I don't know, I just feel like that we've sort of put, like I say, is, just, is she just there to, for sort of future person to put in opposition to the doctor mm-hmm. because i don't know i just because from from the way that bill is yeah i don't know i just could have I, I i just feel like with someone like bill i just feel like she would have gone fuck this packed her bags and got to moved in with a mate do you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah so well, i mean isn't i think isn't that the, like the beginning of the plot for episode four is it i think she's she's either house hunting with some mates or she's moving in or something like that, and that's oh, where the story yeah. comes in, I think. Yeah. So, well, in in which case, then is it just that we're just sort of saying this is her old life, and mm-hmm. now we've met the Doctor, it's now she's sort of unlocking these parts of her life that you know she feel now feels able to move on. Yeah. Because she's, you know, I mean, because she doesn't come across as someone who's kind of stuck like Rose was. No. Because with it, it's with Rose, you obviously because you felt like you know she was just in a kind of in a job and she was sort of in this routine mm-hmm. and wasn't kind of breaking out, you know, moving on to a next step, if you like. Yeah. 
But with Bill, I think because of the way that her character is, you just sort of didn't get that impression with her. I just sort of felt like she was clever but more slacked. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That yeah. she was, you know, or not a slacker, but just because of circumstances and things like that, the, a couple of opportunities passed her by and she ended up working in the canteen. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's. It, I just don't feel like um, she's sort of in a, in a box like Rose was. Yeah. So... Because, I mean, I, I, I feel like you get the feeling that she's trying to actually do something about it because, obviously, yeah. she attended the doctor's lectures. So, yeah. clearly, she's, like, trying to angle herself to get out, but it's just, like, a, it's just a bit of, a, like, a slow process. Yeah, that, that she's sort of beginning to sort of open the, the flaps of the lid of her box, if you like, mm-hmm. and the doctor recognises that in her. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, this thing that the doctor sort of zeroes in on sort of certain types of people mm-hmm. you know sort of people who you know people like bill who you have a lot of intellectual curiosity or a lot of untapped potential who just mm-hmm. sort of are doing a, a, a job to get by and things like that which i think a lot of people do, do anyway yeah. um so yeah it's i just don't know i just kind of I, I, the reason why i'm sort of stuck on it a little bit is i just don't kind of know where it's going to gel with her character and if they kind of leave this person i mean do you even learn her name i don't think you do um no. i mean if this sort of stepmom or foster mum, whatever she is um if if they kind of if you don't see her very much again i sort of wonder why she was in it in the first place if you see what i mean yeah i mean i, I mean because it could it could yeah. have easily been like a crap housemate or yeah. something like that i think i would have rather had the crap housemate to be perfectly honest because at least that's something a bit different the problem I have with Bill's um, foster mum is she's just sort of like part of the previous mother character we've had in Doctor Who. You've got, you yeah. know, the, the fact that she's seen blokes like Jackie did or she's very sort of like um, down on Bill's achievements. Because obviously she's got like papers who've been graded by the Doctor and they're like 90 plus percent. Yeah. But... You know, she's saying, oh, you want to keep an eye on men, you know, like trying to walk. So that's a little bit of Martha's mum mixed in with Donna's mum. The sort yeah. of very, very critical mean, look yeah. at it. So, I mean, because, well, by saying that comment as well, it sort of, you know, obviously implied that she's ignorant of Bill's sexuality also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, just completely disengaged from someone who's either a daughter or, you know, well, by it legally a daughter and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, it just, like you say, I mean, I do just sort of, the only reason why I'm, like I say, I, I sort of bring it up as weird is because I don't quite know where we're going to go with this. Because she doesn't, mm. Bill doesn't seem to have enough emotional connection to this person. Yeah. That if this person says, don't go with him, mm-hmm. it's not like if your mum said it or a close yeah. family member or a close friend, I feel like she just go and walk off with him anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't feel like she's got that connection with this no. person. And she's kind of, and she, I feel like she's just there as kind of a, not a, a, as a trope mm-hmm. to kind of give her a, 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 an artificial tie to the earth where, which she wouldn't really have. I mean, it, it's kind of a criticism that I've seen for some old school fans in the, um, the kind of the backstory of of the companion has kind of become burdensome mm-hmm. that we, we we sort of we've gone from this place of knowing basically here's an unformed person who who goes with the doctor mm-hmm. and asking questions and we don't know anything about this person apart from the minute we saw them and like yeah. they just sort of appeared in the ether and that's it mm-hmm. to people where you could write their family tree out yeah and 
that that whole drama sort of that whole baggage of of backstory comes mm-hmm. with them so i feel like is is like it, this sort of very scant background of bills is that kind of a, an effort to just be like here's a bit of window dressing about bill but it's kind of not um relevant in mm-hmm. some way yeah i think it's just i think she's the foster mum's just there to add to this sort of I don't want to say sense of ennui with Bill, because that's not quite mm. right. But it's just like, you know, this is the sort of like circumstances she's in, but she's like, it's, it's implied she's trying to like work her way out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes, but I mean, mm-hmm. I just sort of hope that we're not going to have, <laughs> I wonder if we're going to have a big drama llama scene of like oh. the doctor getting the slap again. <laughs> I hope not. I honestly I hope, hope not. not. I mean, it was nice to see like the actress again because she'd been in Gridlock. Yeah. She's um, Brannigan's wife. But I don't know. Oh, uh, so anyway, yeah. Anyway, I mean, but yeah. I mean, other things about Bill, <laughs> I said, I really, I really did like. And like I say, her sci fi kind of mm. awareness thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really thought actually kind of worked well. Mm-hmm. Oh, makes a change. Because, I mean, yeah. especially when she's like clicks on that cotton's on the doctor's gonna try and wipe her memory yeah and that, that was a great thing because what it also i mean not only is she calling the doctor out on it because obviously he's got previous you know he did it with donna um mm. but it also brings up the question of does has the doctor sort of remembered what happened with clara because it kind of looks well, like he's sort of like realized somewhere in between but he doesn't fully remember. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like yeah, it's like a, a feeling of it. I mean, because like I say, because there's a raven in the in the room, mm. so you could say is he sort of subconsciously expressing those memories to yeah. be really wanky about it. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you make of um, this whole bit with Heather? Because I, I thought it was quite an interesting. Because they chose not to develop that relationship, they sort mm. of left it as oh, it's kind of a, a kind of flirty crush thing. Yeah. Whereas I thought maybe when they meet at the club and shout out to play in Joy Division, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a bit on the nose to play Love Will Tear Us Apart, but I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll accept it. It's great anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I did wonder if they would sort of go down the thing of you know months are passing, mm-hmm. but they would be in in some sort of relationship or maybe they break up or something like that. Mm. Um, but they sort of kept it as they kind of you know they like each other, they're sort of flirting with each other when they see each other, but they're not in a yeah relationship inverted mm-hmm. commas yeah i thought that was uh, an interesting that was a change um from mm. the norm um because i mean previously when companions have been in relationships they're either completely single or they're with somebody there's no there's no like middle ground it was more so like bill was flirting with heather because heather was you get the feeling that although Yes, she she goes to a club with her mates. You get the feeling she more often than not spends a lot of time on her own, especially yeah. after she encountered the puddle. Yeah. Um, and I do I did like um, Stephanie Hyam. I thought she was very very good. It really, you kind of want to give the poor thing a, a hug, just like yeah. constantly, you know. Also, the only thing that stood out to me a little bit was, I wonder if anyone on Doctor Who's seen The Grudge. Hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, the um I mean the the spaceship element of it. I mean there's like partly the grudge, also a bit of Waters of Mars and mm-hmm. a little bit of the Lodger 
and a touch of midnight, but at the same time, it's you know, it's kind of like a unique thing. Yeah, it is a unique thing. I mean, I just think that I'm so curious about the decision to kind of make it not an afterthought, but kind of not the point of the episode. Because, like yeah. I say, it's it's a scant twenty minutes of this problem, and we mm-hmm. solve it real fast. In a way, that's kind of like new series openers. Well, sort of like companion intro episodes, sort of like uh, modus operandi. The the villains of the piece, if you will. Mm-hmm aren't the main focus really that much, are they? Because, I mean, the adipo- I mean, if you take the adipose, yeah, the, they're in the... They're, like, sort of the threat, if you will, but they're not in it all that much. And, no. And also you maybe get a little bit more of, like, Prisoner Zero. And... See, it's kind of difficult because, like, where do you sort of, like, class Clara's sort of intro episode as a companion? Because I mean, mm. that would, technically it would be the Bells of St. John, wouldn't it? Yes. So the Spoonheads aren't really in it that much either. I mean, there's no. the undercurrent of... Um, uh, um, oh, crap. What, what's the character? There's Kislet or something, I think, want to say? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Like, like her villainy. And then you obviously find out it's the great intelligence behind it all. But they're still in the background as well. The Autons weren't in Rose all that much as well. Um and, and you could also sort of maybe say the same with, like, the Jadoon and um, the Plasmavore uh, mm. in Smith and Joe. So, like I say, like yeah, the new companion intro episodes, obviously there is a threat, because obviously you have to have a threat in Doctor Who. Mm. Um, but they're still kind of in the background. But this one was even, like, more so. When it, when it kicked off, it kicked off, obviously. Yeah. But I think... What makes it so, like, why well, I keep coming back to it is that because they only went to the level of crush, essentially. Even yeah. if Heather's, you know, Heather and Bill were totally in love and, you know, Bill's going to marry this girl. Mm. It's, it's the fact that they kind of chose to not have this montage of months where maybe they moved in together and broken up or they moved in together or they were just going on dates and they were thinking about moving in together or something mm-hmm. like that and then something happens. Yeah. But the, the, the episode kind of expects you at the end to kind of be invested in this relationship when they haven't. Even started one. one, yeah. They haven't even started one, really. So, I mean, part of me maybe wonder is this some sort of you know meant to be expression of Bill's empathy and how you know that she's a good person because she cares enough about this poor girl, even though she's met her like three times, hmm. you know, to to you know to hold her hand and you know give her comfort, you know, even though now she's dead, you know, essentially like that. Hmm. And for for the doctor to kind of connect to her on that level that the doctor admires that she hasn't just got oh fuck that and run away, you know, whatever, hmm. like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but I just think it's it's kind it's such a weird choice for the episode to not build a background between Heather and Bill. Hmm. I mean, you even get the impression that. Even on campus, they don't maybe run into each other that much. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only time they meet each other is what we see in in the episode mm. at the club, and then yeah. a couple of times by the puddle, and then running away from her. Yeah. Like I, like I say, it's it's an interesting direction to go to because you know, with previous companions in the new series, it's either been all or nothing. Mm. So I, th- I think it's, it's, it's I like I think it's just sort of the ex- I don't I don't know if experimental is quite the word for uh, the pilot, but it's just a different way of it's sort of like a way of doing things that previous series openers haven't really like, thought of. It's like Moffat yeah. just like sat down one day and went, "Hang on a sec, has nobody actually done this?" Mm. Yeah, 
I, I mean, like I said, I, I, it just seems to be to to try and get Bill in the episode. We kind of the least amount of baggage possible. Mm. It's like it, obviously we know a bit about Bill's personality, and yeah. we've got to like Bill through Pearl Mackey's performance. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of to give her the scantest possible background going in. I'm wondering whether Moffat sort of like learned his lesson with Clara. Yeah, that he's gone completely the other end. Hmm. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I'm, I'm kind of not complaining about it, but I just think it's such a strange choice. Hmm. Because um, it, it's kind of like, well, you know, it, it, this is a drama, right? So what is it trying to communicate to us as an audience? Hmm. Um, and I'm not, I mean, although I'm left with liking Bill's character very much, I'm not really sure what we're meant to take away from it, if you see what I mean. Mm. Obviously, I mean, what I take away from it is Bill's sense of empathy Mm -hmm. and all these sort of, you know, all those kind of ideas, but, and why the Doctor might like Bill to come with him Mm -hmm. and why Nardole might bond with bill and they make a threesome and you know all those sort of things but mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just so kind of just kind of a little bit befuddled by those choices <laughs> do you know what i mean i, can't, I feel like i can't kind of get away from it a little bit because yeah. it's it, not not in i mean it's it's not just doctor who i feel like if i was watching anything mm-hmm. any continuous series and they chose to have an episode like this and have a relationship like bill and heathers i would just be very just kind of confused by it i think i mean i'm not sure i mean i probably i'm a bit stuck on this for some reason but just from just from how just from watching that episode although i enjoyed it very Mm -hmm. much yeah it just kind of i was just sort of left a bit confused by it Hmm. like i say i wonder if it's just because this doesn't really happen all that much in television never mind just doctor who so i think it's because it happens so little when it does happen every sort of bit well, then it's a deliberate attempt to return to the old school then mm, yeah. of this whole idea of not having complete blank slates, but having just sort of you know here's a, yeah. here's a here's a flavour of Bill, mm-hmm. here's textures of Bill. Yeah, you know, like you go for a wanky restaurant, you have textures of mushroom. Yeah, and it's like, can I actually just have some mushrooms, please, yeah. rather than a foam? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe that's the way the series will develop, and then we'll see more facets of her. But I yeah. think that maybe this is just. Like I say, because it's called the pilot and it's supposed to just like get new people into the show. Maybe they're just like doing like a rough sketch and then they'll fill in so like the canvas that is Bill Potts as yeah. as the series unfolds. I mean, could it be that I doubt this very much, but could it be that people are finally listening? Because the overwhelming one thing that I saw online, mm-hmm. sort of from friends and generally, yeah. that the last thing that people want is for Bill to be yet another kind of impossible girl, the most important girl in the universe. Mm. It, it, that I feel like that's. I mean, I'm as well. I, I feel like that's been quite played out by this production yeah. team. So, like I say, perhaps it, like you say, it's kind of a reaction against that. Mm-hmm. It's time to just have a normal companion again. Yeah, just someone who comes along yeah. for the ride. I mean, considering as well that I mean, I think you and I are sort of in the same same idea that this is probably going to be a one and done for for poor old Pearl Mackey. Yeah. Um, that they just sort of feel like it's not. It's not going to be the focus. The focus is going to be the vault. Hmm. Hmm. I'm. 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 I don't know what it is about the vault. I. I have this weird feeling that. I don't. I'm not going to say it's going to be a red herring, but I'm right. wondering whether there's, there's going to be a chance that they might play that card a little bit earlier. 
like they're not saving it for the for the end of the series do you know what i mean yeah i mean because there's there's lots of rumors going around there's some there's i mean because it's in the in the trailer mm-hmm. of the doctor seeming regenerating that there's going to be some sort of early regeneration yeah there's lots of rumors about that so i wonder if it's going to sort of link into into that yeah. somehow I, I'm, I'm not sure but yeah i'm i'm wondering somehow where this is going to tie in with the three-parter we're getting in the middle of the series mm. i don't although, know although mind you i i mean because chuck was going on about this the other day he can't find any more evidence that is actually a three-parter oh. apart from the what we read R- right okay so maybe it's not a three-parter and we have been deceived hmm I don't know. Well, anyway, so yeah, I mean, (laughs) extremely, and extreme. I mean, another little tidbit that sort of came out with uh, talking about tributes to the past. Um, Mm -hmm. We missed one. (coughs) We've got a companion called Bill. Yeah. Who's in a relationship with a lady called Heather. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got our first Doctor, who was called Bill, and his wife was called Heather. Yeah. So could it be? That was (laughs) nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting when he was when the doctor was first talking to Bill. There's a very long shot of the picture of Susan on the yeah. desk, and he was looking at it as he was talking to it. I, was, I think a lot of people are wondering: Is Bill somehow another incarnation of Susan? See, I kind of want to shut this debate down now. Yeah, I think that the, the when when the doctor's kind of does that thing of he's going to give her the mind meld and then sort of punches her on the chin and sends her to do one mm-hmm. um and the doctor looks at the pictures it's obviously what it's implying mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen is that that the, the, those people were sort of saying to him go take her with you mm-hmm. don't abandon her and all this sort of thing go and have adventures and don't sit here and rot in this you know in this university or whatever yeah that's what that shot is to imply it's not <laughs> implying that i mean because <laughs> unfortunately with with the way that Moff, Moff's done this series, Moff especially, RTD mm-hmm. somewhat, that everything has to have a meaning and yeah. everything is linked to everything else. Yeah. No. Everybody's just going, oh, look, okay. mm, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, because we, um, we got a copy of Whovians, which is the Australian after-show special thing. Oh. You know, like the, walk, the Walking Dead has the Talking Dead. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's their version. And they were the panel were going on and on and on about this idea, and I just thought... <laughs> No, <laughs> it, not everything has to link to everything. Yeah, that that long shot is a. I mean, you know, if I'm wrong in a few mm-hmm. couple of weeks' time, if I'm wrong, I will eat my hat. You know, mm-hmm. I will eat my humble pie. Yeah. But I just don't think that's what that shot meant. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't think so. I really don't think there was anything to that. I think he was just like lost in thought. You know. Um, there is, okay, so I wanted to get off the topic of the pilot briefly. I read this rumour about the Christmas special. Oh, yes, okay, we might have to put a whoop, 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 spoiler alert. Okay, okay, I mean, this might not be a spoiler at all, it could be complete bollocks. You know, it was the mirror that was reporting this. So, again, take it with a dumb truck of salt unless it actually happens. Yeah. So, there was this rumour going around that David Bradley would return as the first Doctor, not as William Hartnell playing the first Doctor, but as the actual first Doctor for the Christmas special. Hmm. I mean, do you know what? On the face of it, I'm like, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's very sort of meta, isn't it? Yeah. This whole idea of he wasn't playing the first Doctor, he was playing William Hartnell 
who happened to be the first Doctor. Yeah, and now he's and play, now he would be playing the first Doctor. First Doctor in yeah. the William Hartnell's place because obviously you know William Hartnell's long gone. Um, in a way, I was I'm kind of like, oh, that could be interesting, but at the same time, but also. I'm, like that's going, also no. That's, mm, that's just weird. I was just like, yeah. like why just get Paul McGann? If you're gonna have another Doctor, in, you could get Paul McGann. You know, you're still yeah, there. We've got all, you've got all these alive Doctors you could use. Yeah. <laughs> or you even just like bring back David Tennant and Matt Smith. Fuck, why not? You know. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, the only one. I mean, because you know, in the in the 50th anniversary, they chose to sort of Forrest Gump him in mm-hmm. a bit. Um, yeah. so, but yeah, I just think, although you're sort of go, initially you go, Ugh. on mm-hmm. second thought you go, it just, <laughs> it, it's just kind of too meta. It's very strange. Uh, my brain would just kind of dissolve. Yeah. You know, unless they're sort of doing a jokey thing of like, you know, that suddenly there's, I mean, this whole idea that it, it, it I mean, people were asking this as a philosophical question I saw on Twitter that in, in a piece of media, does everyone who's in that, every every piece of media that in our world exists apart from the one thing that they're in, which is real, mm-hmm. right? So in Doctor Who, every other piece of media that you know exists except Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, Star Trek's there and Star Wars and things like that. Mm, um, I, I remember Remembrance of the Darks did sort of like try to be a bit coy about that. Yes. So unless they do it as, oh, there's this new show based on, you know, and it's this, and you have you turn the telly on and it's, David Bradley playing the mm. Doctor or John Smith or something like that yeah. in the you know the do- the Doctor's watching the telly for five minutes going what and you know and then that sort of a jokey cutaway type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I, it's just kind of too weird. I feel yeah. like it's, you're kind of trying to divide by zero. <laughs> you know, you're, you're googling Google. It's a bit like don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, anyway, and the hmm. other major rumor as well no, that right. came out. About um, Mr. Chris Marshall. All right, yes, of course. Um... Throw it in the garbage. I mean, because what what made me laugh was <laughs> that these these stories come out not infrequently, and usually mm-hmm. when the Mirror or the Sun makes these, it says a BBC insider has told us X Y Z. They didn't even bother with the fake BBC insider part. Oh, right. This has <laughs> just been made up out of whole cloth from. Yeah. For, I mean, because they've. It's been proven that the Sun and the Mirror will just trawl Gallifrey Base and other such forums yeah. for 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 you know for rumours for anything clickbait anything and then yeah. write a story out of it. So I think that this is a case of people have seen the rumours because Chris Marshall was remember when we talked about this we mm-hmm. actually brought his name up I think yeah because um, he just finished Death in Paradise and of course you know you're looking at actors who've just finished their last thing as mm. being available. I mean, do you remember the whole Patterson Joseph rumours when oh, the yeah. Doctor went? You know, things like that, because, you know, the thing he was in, was, oh, what was it? Um, it uh, was the remake of Survivors, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he'd just been yeah. killed off in that. Yeah. Um, so everyone was going, oh, my God, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him, and nothing came no. of it. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, again, I will eat, you know, give me another big slice of that humble pie if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'll admit it. I'll be the first to admit it. But I just don't. I just think that this rumor just kind of, you know, someone saw it on Twitter. The touch paper got lit. It got shared. It was trending on the day. Mm-hmm. I think it was trending all day Sunday. Um, you, you know, it was. It was very. I mean, people. Just, a lot of people just go, "Oh fuck, not him." Mm. And I just think that yeah, just a load of clickbait turned into a story out of nothing by the mirror went round the world before the truth had its shoes on again. Yeah. So File you know, the citation I'm, needed. Yes. 
very <laughs> large letters underneath it. <laughs> um, so anyway, getting back to the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anything else you wanted to touch on? No, I feel like I've I've peeled this onion. Yeah, I mean, mm. I just, I mean, I think the the biggest takeaway from me is it was a strange episode. I feel like maybe if I go back and watch it again, some like maybe once all, this is all done, like if I rewatch it again, it will kind of maybe make more sense with more context. But mm. just as a piece on its own, it's it's great mm-hmm. purely for Bill and Nardo. Oh, we haven't talked about Nardo at all. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought he was really fun. Yeah, I, I, like I said when we did. Um... Um, the return of Doctor Mysterio. This mm. is the Nardo I want. He's not yes. comedy all the time. He does. I mean, yeah, he does get some good zingers in, um, but at the same time, he also gets to do like the more like straight moments. Like especially after you know, Bill parts ways with Heather, and he says, "Well, yeah, there's a Doctor for you." Never notices the tears. I mean, also it does like give give you a bit of an answer from. Uh, Return of Doctor Mysterio as to how exactly he's back. It it very much sounds like he's cyborg from the neck down, because obviously yeah. He, he, I mean, the, <laughs> the bit where the ball drops out and he sort of like kicks him in the neck. Uh. Yeah, that was quite fun. I mean, obviously, you know, the fact that maybe he's been they've been together for the best part of a hundred years. It's implied. Mm-hmm. So Nardo's starting to get a bit clunky. Yeah, but it you know it makes sense that the Doctor has like parts where he could like build him a new body because obviously. You've got the first episode of the class, where he places mm. uh, Raj's leg after it gets rather graphically cut off. Yes, <laughs> I still can't get over. That. I still cannot get over that to this day. It's like holy shit! I thought that was quite strong, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you'd expect from like Torchwood, but, but, but this <laughs> class is such a strange egg. I mean, I'm I'm not sure what's happening with that now. I don't think I, it's, don't, I, I think it's done. No, I don't either. I think it's done. Yeah, I think it's done. I was going to say, I mean, um, I love Nardo. I mean, I loved as well the sort of the way the Doctor is now, that he sort of can't resist sort of, fight, you know, making a connection with somebody who's clearly like, you know, so much ready for so much more, but it's just kind of on the cusp of it. And mm-hmm. he kind of can't resist sort of being there to put a hand out. Yeah. I mean, the bit that actually sort of got me a bit is the bit where he, he went and took some pictures of his, her mum. Yeah, but at the same time, well, that was really nice bit. But... Why didn't she say anything about it? Yeah, I did wonder. I was thinking because the next is obviously where you see the picture and mm-hmm. you see the doctor in the background uh-huh. and Bill blocks it. it. Yeah, but then the she next doesn't... scene. Yeah, the next scene is her going to talk to him about it, and it isn't. Yeah. Again, that's why this this episode sort of the way it's it's written is just kind of for for someone who sort of consumes media and has sort of studied media and things like this and and story writing and structure and stuff mm-hmm. it's so weird yeah i think i think if it had any like actual problems about the episode it was that because yeah. I mean, it was just it was just sort of like such a big sort of like blaring siren in my head it's just like well, she hasn't what you, you know you've got these pictures of your mother who you, and you've never had a picture of him before. And the other thing that really bothered me was when uh, Foster Moments are so casual. Oh, just some pictures I found. Didn't know I had them. I mean, obviously, that's because they've technically just turned up, as it were, because yeah. the Doctor's gone back in time and taken these pictures and left them. But the fact that she quite clearly spots that someone who... Oh, maybe she, okay, maybe she's not 100% certain it's the Doctor, but it looks a hell of a lot like him. Yeah. Uh, but she'd never... Mentions that at all. 
yeah, I mean, unless they're sort of laying that in for later, like there's going to be some kind of crisis with them and she's going to bring this up and that's going to be kind of a, a sticking point between the two of them. But yeah, like I say, Screenwriting 101, the next scene after that is her marching into the office and saying, what is this? Yeah. That is you. Explain. Yeah. And it's I, not there. Yeah. Do you know, what? I don't know what it is. That bit seems a little bit out of place somehow. Like, yeah, it does. Shouldn't this have come like a little bit later in the episode when she's a little bit more... I don't, I don't know, like getting more of the sense that the Doctor's... Like, you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, there's, she's like piecing it together. She's going along. So obviously there's a whole bit with having the TARDIS in the corner of the room and all that. But like, it seems like that little bit is a little bit out of place. Like it should come a little bit later in the episode. Like sort of. What it, what it should, no, what it should have been, right, is, mm-hmm. you know, the bit in Smith and Jones where right at yeah. the beginning, the doctor gives her. Gives Martha his tie, yes. and then it makes sense later. The, what yeah, it should have been yeah. is that should have been maybe the second or third scene of Bill. She's looking at the pictures, looking at the pictures, and then she meets the doctor, blah blah blah, and then she's looking at the pictures and she looks again and sees him in the background. Mm. That she's never noticed it before, but there he is. Yeah, that yeah that that's yeah. That is you know the, the fact that she's always she's she's always had this stack of pictures, and then she talks to you know she meets the doctor and see you know and she's chit chatting with him, and then you know you have the bit with the rug and the rugs under the box, and she's starting to piece things together, and then she just happens to be looking through these pictures of her mum she's had for years, and then bang, he's there. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it kind of again going back to Rose when you yeah. had Clive with all his pictures of different points in history, and the doctors in each one. And he yeah. pointed out, yeah, that yeah, yeah that that's yeah, that that's, makes so that's, much more sense. Yeah, so it's just it's like like I say, it's just like a few like clunky. I mean, you know, we're being a bit critical, but I mean, I, I love we this are, episode. We are, I mean, we are nipping I mean, a bit, but yeah, I, I think yeah, it just it's it just like the the few clunky bits in this. I don't know in any other in any other like series though, but I would have just like. Like on oh, okay whatever, but here somehow, but I think because of its sort of like relaxed pace, it, it gives you time to like stew on things. It that does. sort of like just sticks out like a sore thumb. And it does, go, and I think on. you know, yeah. I mean, unless he's going to be, I mean, because with Moffat again, from from his previous, you're inclined to give him a bit of rope because mm-hmm. how we all complained about that bit in Time of Angels with the jacket, and then it came good. Yeah. So I'm willing to kind of let it stew, but just mm-hmm. watching it as a as a one piece, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of go. It makes you go, eh? like I say, because you, you don't need to be like you know. It's just someone who watches media and storytelling. Yeah, it just, it just stands out as a bit janky. Yeah. Even if you just you know just when you're just watching this stuff, mm-hmm. and not looking at it from like an academic point of view, it's just from a, a narrative point of view. It just mm-hmm. kind of goes, but it, 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 it's not quite. <clears throat> it doesn't flow as well as it could. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it didn't ruin the episode for me. No, but it 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 was one of those moments where when after it finished, I was like, hang on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What is it? I mean, I just hope that it's not a bit like you know, like I think. I think everyone had this experience. I went to go and see The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And then you tried to tell yourself it was good and it was just you. Yeah. And then (laughs) you wake up one morning and go, fucking hell, it was a big pile of shit. Yeah, I saw it twice and once in Las Vegas as well. I only uh, saw it once, but it was on my 16th birthday. Hmm. (laughs) Wow. 
yeah. The Phantom Menace is. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- I'm not saying this is the Phantom Menace, but what no. I'm saying is, I I think that there is, you know, there's a great deal to like about it, and I did like it, and I enjoyed it when mm-hmm. I was watching it, and you know, I'm not taking that away from it at all, and we are being a bit nitpicky, but yeah. there are problems with the, the the narrative structure, which I'm not sure that. I'm. I just. Not, I'm not sure what the idea with it is. It might, like I say, it might all come good. Yeah. You might. You know. In in a couple of months' time, we might be saying, "Oh, what a big, what an absolute genius the man is." Yeah. And we'll all be running back to our skyboxes and the iPlayer and watching it again and going, "Oh, now I see." Yeah. Yeah. But I just. I'm. I'm just in not the seeing the angle. Yeah. I'm just saying. See, I'm just not seeing this play develop. Mm-hmm. So we're we gonna we're gonna do our ten out of ten scores. Yeah. Um. I think. Like I say, clunky bits aside, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to say seven. Right. I'm really in two minds about this because mm-hmm. my instinct is to say seven. Mm-hmm. But like, again, sort of thinking about it and all this sort of thing, I'm kind of in a six place for me. And that seems harsh, but we could, we're not doing half scores. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, I think do. it's a six for me. No, I mean, we we just we didn't do we didn't do halves before. I think I think I'm determined to go for holes. I, yeah, I think oh. I'm 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 in a six. I think, and I know that seems harsh, but that's just what um that's just what I'm feeling with it at the moment. That's fair. That's, yeah, I, mean, I feel. I mean, there's there's always a chance we could revise. It. I mean, we'll probably when we do our series ten wrap up, we we can probably revise our scores after the yeah, fact. Maybe. So. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just um. Well, just yeah, in the I'm here just... and now, though. Yeah, just in the here and now. That's my kind of my knee-jerk reaction to mm. it. Um, yeah, I, I feel like someone's going to tell me off for being harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> eh. um, yeah, well. the, the, the kind of the, the the narrative, the way the narrative is constructed, it just kind of sticks a bit for me. Mm. Fair enough. Although, mm. shout out to Pearl Mackey, I really thought she was good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I hope that. You know, it's it's indicative of uh, of of things to come. Hmm. Sure, we haven't really talked about Capaldi though, have we? No, because he's great, and you. Yeah. I mean, it's just given, isn't it? You know, yeah. the, the dude's awesome. I mean, it, it's kind would of you, like he's. Would you totally not go to one of the Twelfth Doctor's lectures? Oh, absolutely! I it's would. you know. Oh yeah. One thing that sort of like stuck out to me was hmm. um, Bill said, or well, lots of people come to your lectures who are not supposed to. So I wonder if that's going to play into anything. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Mm. We shall see. Oh, so we did. We did have a uh, a little bit of feedback. All right. Uh, yeah. Like, yes, we got a message from our old mate Tony Boydell. Hi, Tony. Uh, hey, Tony. Uh, so he's just uh, left us a little message on the Greatest Show Facebook page, and he says. Mm. So here we are, back on the horse again. A surprisingly confusion-free opener from the Grand Moth that was a quite unashamedly sentimental. I wonder if the age of melancholia and nostalgia, friends lost, will carry through the series. After all, we know we're building up to a massive farewell. Ten seasons in, it feels right that we are reminded of what's so great about this series. Take a step back before launching off once again. A fine start indeed. Mm. And I think that's kind of... that's Tony has always kind of hit the nail on the head and what a lot of people will kind of kind of feel about this episode i think i mean and i'm gonna say also we had a tweet from uh, matt zupka and he says oh, simply just said i enjoyed the pilot feels like a breath of fresh air yeah i think that i mean because i think people were just I, I went back and had a sort of a quick listen to a couple of our older episodes when we were talking about series nine and i feel like um you know people were kind of were, were tired of um 
of the Clara drama mm-hmm. and wanted to move on. And yeah. I think that anything that kind of represents just a straightforward, yeah, um, just a straightforward story, um, yeah. is sort of welcome. Yeah, I think that's probably how you could sum up the pilot. Really, it's just like a palate cleanser. Yeah, it's just like a nice, like easy in, and then the madness starts. <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll have to see uh, how next week's episode turns out. Which, um, although it's the Frank Cottle voice, um, and we didn't really like his this first go, I don't know. I have a a bit of a better feeling about this. I mean, the emoji bots are still a bit mm, okay, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I have a bit of a better feeling about this one. Yeah, so I'll try not to get too het up about the sort of coming soons mm-hmm. um, because we. Um, we, we we've sort of been in a i think it's it's so easy to kind of form a judgment before you before you hmm. see it again like, i understand what you're saying i mean i'm I'm quite looking forward to it i think it looks like a bit of fun hmm. um i say i mean the only thing that's sort of giving me pause and we talked about it last time is that it seems in aesthetic quite similar to previous episodes yeah what with the sort of the shiny white future human place mm-hmm. you know so we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see Okay, so if you want to tell Emma off, or if you have any thoughts about the pilot, <laughs> you can send them listen to our regular email address, com, to our Twitter account, at GreaterShowPod, and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Whilst you're listening to us, feel free to check out some of our sister shows on the Simply Syndicated Network, such as Simply Syndicated Movie News, Atomic Trivia War 9000, Masters of None, Do Ask, Do Tell, Back Channel 66, Here Goes Nothing, Tech It or Leave It, The Seventh Chevron, The Little Pot of Horrors, Queer Studies, Ray Guns and Go-Go Boots, Nerd Hurdles, Making Sense with Richard Smith, The Greatest Events in Sporting History, For Those Who Are to Rock, Dangerously Unprepared, and Starbase 66. Simply Syndicated is in need of your support, and the best way you can help us out is by subscribing to Simply Everything. For a monthly fee of just £6, you can enjoy a library of podcasts from the archives of Simply Syndicated, as well as episodes of the exclusive to Simply Everything shows Shaken Not Stirred, and the Remember Patrol spin-offs Oh Boy and Trust No One. Simply Syndicated also runs a merchandise store available for both Europe and America, offering Simply Syndicated branded apparel and accessories. You can also support Simply Syndicated through a monthly pledge on Patreon, or you can donate to the network through paypal.me, of which links to both are on the bottom of the website. So, with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And until next time, take care and bye-bye.